You know, I have spent years working out how to get more productive. And honestly, for far too long, I thought it was about powering through and getting more organized and being more motivated and getting up earlier in the morning and creating the right daily routine. But the truth was that none of these things was moving the needle for me. And in fact, they were just adding to the overwhelm and making me feel rubbish. I thought there was something wrong with me. How come there are so many people out there who seem to get so much done and achieve so much in life, and here I am buried in the stuff of life, trying to juggle work and kids and life in general? And because I didn't know how to get out of that cycle, I just got my head down and hoped that eventually I would get through that stack of items on my to-do list. But of course, we all know that it is absolutely crazy to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and hoping that eventually we will get to a different result. But finally, I think I might have worked a few things out. Now, I'm not perfect and I still always have a to-do list as long as my arm and probably always will, but I'm finally getting more done in less time. And more importantly, the time that I spend working is way more productive and I honestly feel so much better than I have in a long time. So I wanted to share my own personal experience. I wanted to share what I've learned from doing and from reading up on this subject. And I have read a lot to help you become more productive in your own life as well. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Well, hello there and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to chatting about productivity with you today because this is huge, isn't it? We all live in a society that demands productivity from us. And the truth is that when we can be more focused and we can be more productive, it means that we can do more of the other stuff that we would love to do as well. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that in just a few short weeks, starting from Monday, the 24th of April, I'm going to be running the spring 28-day fit sprint inside the Chick Fit Members Club. We did one of these for the first time back in February this year, and it was so popular and so loved by all the members that took part that I have decided to bring this back for spring. So this is going to become a bit of a regular fixture through the year. So we're going to do it a few times through the year. And the next one is this spring sprint. Try saying that one quickly. And and I know that you guys are going to love it too. So it's a four-week sprint where you can really up your fitness game as well as working on nailing your nutrition too. So you're going to get a structured workout program. The challenge is going to build week on week and you are going to feel amazing by the end of it. So we start with a daily workout challenge in the first week, followed by three workouts a week for the next three weeks. And I promise you, it is guaranteed to get you feeling motivated, energized, totally and utterly inspired. So if you would love to join us for that, head over to chickfit.co.uk forward slash members club. I will pop the link into the show notes as well. And you can find out more and sign up to the membership there. And although it is a few weeks until we kick off, there is loads in the membership already to get started with. 
And that includes the two-week reset and refocus program, which I think if you've not been out of action for a little while, you've not exercised for a little while, it will be an amazing place to start before you actually get started on the Fit Sprint in a few weeks' time. So do head over and take a little look. Right on to today's topic. Now, I decided to talk about this today after a comment from a client of mine recently. Now, she's followed me on social media for a while. She's listened to my podcast for quite a long time. She's been a previous member of the ChickFit Members Club and had decided to come to me for a few PT sessions. So she has seen a lot of the output that I've put out there, a lot of the content that I put out there, a lot of the work that I put into the Members Club. And I do put a lot of work in into that as well. So she's seen like a really broad range of the stuff that I produce. And she made a, a comment to me about how I must be working all the hours because of all the content she saw me putting out there. You know, the programs that I put into my membership, the perimenopause course that I'd done, the social media that I do, the podcast that I do. And she was like, oh my gosh, she must be working like all the time because you put so, so much stuff out there. And honestly, until she said that, I hadn't really thought about it. But the truth is that when I stand back and look at it, I do a lot of stuff. I achieve an awful lot of stuff. My output is pretty, pretty big. And I think that people assume that that means that I work all the hours, but I can promise you, I definitely, definitely don't, at least not these days. So I used to, once upon a time, so, you know, going back a few years, I had a lot of PT clients. I had a lot of specialist clients. I had a lot of massage clients. I probably was seeing 15 to 18 people a week, which may not sound a huge amount, but when you factor in travel and when you factor in prep time and when you factor in social media time and all that kind of stuff, it was a lot. I was stressed and I I wasn't honestly making the most of my time. You know, I was rushing and I was trying to get through a to-do list all the time and I felt like there were never enough hours in the day and I was like scrabbling around trying to just get it all done. And eventually I decided that that could not continue. I, I couldn't continue like that kind of doing, 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 doing all the time but never actually doing the stuff that I really wanted to do. So over the last couple of years particularly, I have refined and refined and refined all of that stuff to become much more productive and to make my life actually work better for me. Now, part of that is that I have less clients, for sure, but I do much more stuff online. So I've replaced what I do with clients with actually my perimenopause course, with the members club, with other bits and pieces that I'm doing are in, and are in the works at the moment. So The volume of work is still there, but the way that I do it is definitely, definitely very different. And I have changed things around a lot to make it work for me. And the truth is that I do maybe a 30 to 35 hour work week. I usually finish by about three o'clock each day because I go do the school run. I take about 12 weeks off each year during the school holiday so I can be around for the kids. And I'm not saying that I don't work outside those hours because I do do one evening. I do a class one evening. I occasionally do Saturday mornings. You know, like yesterday, for example, it was a Sunday and I had something that I needed to do and I spent an hour doing that. So I do work outside of those hours, but not a lot. And I would say that most of my work gets done in those sort of core hours that I do. And of course, you know, this is my business, right? I'm always thinking about it. I'm always coming up with ideas. I'm always having these inspiration downloads for, you know, podcast episodes and Instagram posts and stuff like this. So I do think about it an awful lot. But my work week and the way that I work and the way that I do stuff is so much more relaxed these days. Even though I've worked my backside off to create and grow this business, I have finally worked out how to do it with a lot more ease. 
And that hasn't involved using the things that we're often told to do, which is be more organized or get up earlier in the morning or have the right daily routine or just, you know, the good old fashioned hustling and pushing through. And none of those things was working for me. I mean, they, they maybe worked a little bit at first, you know, in the early days, I used to get up at six o'clock and, you know, get an hour of work done before the kids woke up and all that kind of stuff. You know, I used to do things like that. But these days, doesn't work for me. You know, that is not where I am going with my life. And, you know, the fact is, I'm actually already pretty organized anyway. I hate getting up early. I don't particularly gel with having the same kind of routine each and every day. And I just have no desire to hustle anymore. So if you don't do those things, what are you left with? Well, that's what I want to talk about today. Now, some of this has come from books I've read on the subject because I'm always reading about, you know, ways to develop myself, ways to be more productive, ways to do more of the things that I actually love and want to do. So I have done a lot of reading on this. And over time, I've picked out the bits that have really helped me. And some of this stuff is just stuff that I've naturally started doing. So what I'm going to talk about today is kind of a mixture, a mixture of the things that I've experienced myself and I've worked out myself along the way, and a mix of the things that I have read about, have resonated with me and that have worked for me. You know, I want to say first off that some of the things that I'm going to talk about today might seem a bit counterintuitive, and they did for me for a really long time, and I resisted working in this way for a really long time. You know, for way, way, way too long, I was like, that's not for me. I can't do that because I've got too much to do. I'm too busy. And yet now I'm doing them. It's made the world of difference. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Why did I wait so long to do these things? And I'm also not talking just about work. I'm talking about life in general. So yes, work, it takes up a big part of our day, but also the stuff that we do around the house and, you know, the house admin and all of those kind of things as well. And I want you to be open to this. Like I say, a couple of the things that I'm talking about today are going to seem counterintuitive. I resisted them. You are going to think that's not going to work for me. There's no way that I'm going to be able to do that. It may work for her, but it doesn't work for me. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that they work. Okay, so try and be as open as you can. Try not to make a snap judgment about stuff and tell yourself that it's not going to work for you because there are always, always, always ways that you can tailor things to your own situation. Now, granted, I'm self-employed, so I have a bit more freedom around holidays and working hours. You know, I can dictate that a little bit more than a lot of people can. However, I used to work much longer hours and I used to get less done. And believe me when I say that I never, ever go easy on myself. So my expectations of myself and what I should be able to achieve are absolutely sky high. I also have a massive list of ideas and things that I'd love to do on the go all the time. And I'm always adding to it as well. I'm always coming up with new things. So the list is always there, right? The list is always in existence. And I'm not sitting here saying, oh yeah, I clear my to-do list every day and I've got an amazing way of doing it. But what I do have is a new attitude and a new approach. And it means that I'm doing more of what I love. And, you know, we all need to tweak things for our personal situations. So have a think about how you're going to do that as you go along the way. But I promise if you can be really open to this, and if you are in a place where you would love to be more productive, so you can spend more time doing the things you love and less time doing the things that you have to do, or you just simply want a bit more downtime, then these are things that can really help you as well. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is your mindset and your perception. So first off, you are never going to get through the to-do list. Okay, get used to it. This is the fact of it. And the problem is that we often get bogged down. We get bogged down with the to-do list. We get bogged down with the stuff that we have to do. And we stay there. We stay in that zone all the time because the list never ends and it's never going to end. So rather than you thinking, right, I'm just going to work through this and I'm going to get through the list. And then when I've got through the list, 
I'll be able to do the exercise or I'll be able to think about meal planning or I'll be able to do this other stuff. Stop that right now because do list will always be there, right? And if you are spending your time telling yourself that you'll only do other stuff for yourself when the to-do list is done, you're never going to do that other stuff for yourself. I can promise you right here, right now, that is not going to happen because time doesn't pop up. Time does not present itself in life. There will always be demands on your time and you'll always find other, st- you know, you'll start doing stuff and you'll find something else that needs doing and then something else that needs doing. You know, how many of you have started one job and got distracted along the way by five other things that need doing? And so the original job that should have taken 10 minutes suddenly is half an hour later and you still haven't finished it because you found five other things that needed doing in the meantime. We've all done that. So that list is never, ever going to end. So using myself as an example now, one of the things that I love to do is create. I love to create stuff. And I've never thought of myself as a creative person. But the truth is that when I am creating new programs, when I'm creating free material for people, when I'm creating workshops, when I'm, you know, creating videos for my members and all that kind of stuff, I love doing that. If I could spend my entire day doing just that, I would do it. That is all I would do. Podcasts and programs and freebies and all sorts of stuff because I absolutely love doing it. And for the longest time, I didn't spend enough time doing it. In fact, I spent barely any time doing that stuff. When I did do it, it was always rushed because I always left it until after I'd done all of the other must-do things. And it meant that I stopped enjoying what I was doing, even though I love my job, I love my business. There was a time when the enjoyment got sucked out of it for me because it was all about the admin and the stuff that had to be done and, you know, keeping up with them social media posts and making sure that all the emails were replied to and this, that and the other. And so I wasn't creating stuff and it didn't sit very well with me. And the problem was that I was spending my entire time thinking, well, I must get through the do list because that can wait. That can wait until next week or the week after or the week after. And so I kept pushing back on the stuff that I actually love doing, the stuff that made me happy, you know, so that I could just get through the to-do list. So what I do now is I make sure that I prioritise that. And it's not to say that I don't do all of the must-do stuff, you know, the admin and all those kind of bits and pieces, because of course I do, but I put a limit on it. I don't tell myself that I can only do the other stuff that I love when I've done all of the other bits that need doing. You know, yes, I do some of the need to do stuff, but then I will absolutely make sure that I put some time aside to do the stuff that I love as well. And that that's hard. You know, that's a really, really, really hard thing to do. And, you know, maybe when you're thinking about it in your own job, for example, it is, you know, maybe you have a big project that you'd really love to get your teeth into and spend some time on, but you're spending so much time on doing the little things and the little day-to-day jobs and replying to emails and this, that, and the other. That you're not getting around to it. And then when you do, when you finally get onto it, it's so rushed and so last minute because you've kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back, right? Because it feels like it's it's this big indulgent thing because, but I enjoy that. Should I be doing something I enjoy? And absolutely you should be. And you should prioritize that as well because that is what makes us tick. When we're doing stuff we love, it makes us tick. So you know, that mindset and perception thing is so, so, so important because we have begun to think that productivity means doing lots and lots and lots of things and ticking things off the to-do list. And quite often these are inconsequential things. They are not pushing the needle. They're not necessarily making us happy and satisfied. They're not helping us to progress with things. You know, 
my business wasn't changing and I wasn't progressing my business because I wasn't doing the stuff that I love. You know, I was spending my time doing admin things, you know, and putting together social media posts as quickly as I possibly could rather than, you know, and actually I quite enjoy doing social media posts, but I wasn't enjoying the way that I was doing it. So what does productivity mean to you right now? Does it mean getting through this do list or does it mean doing a couple of the really important needle shifting things? And I think that, you know, of course, I'm going to talk about exercise today because I think that that's really, really important. But often it's exercise comes last. Exercise comes after everything else. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that more in a minute. But the fact is that when you do that, you're doing yourself a real disservice. And I will talk more about that in a minute. So have a think about your mindset around productivity and around your to-do list and around doing stuff that you actually enjoy doing, whether it's in life or whether it's as part of your job and, you know, whether you constantly push that to the back of the line, so to speak. So kind of leading on from this, I want to talk a bit about your identity around being busy and productive and what that means to you. Because, you know, for the longest, longest, longest time, my identity was dependable doer. And I actually used to describe myself as that. I always used to say, I'm a doer. That's what I do. I'm a doer. If you want something done, I'll get it done for you. Because I would was very organized and I would have a process and I would get through things and I would tick everything off the to-do list. And, you know, I wasn't doing my best work. And this is probably more when I was still working in advertising. So before I started this business in my early 30s, I worked in advertising for 10 years and I was a doer. I always saw my identity as a doer. Okay, so I never, you know, spent any time being creative because I always told myself I wasn't a creative. I wasn't a creative person. You know, there were people that did that. There were creatives in the agency. They did all that kind of stuff. It meant that I didn't employ any creative thinking at all. I just did what I needed to do. I got through it. And so, you know, I should think that my work was decent. Don't get me wrong, because I'm a conscientious person. I always make sure that I do a good job. Was it the best that I could do? No, I don't think it was because I was just identifying as the doer and just getting things done and ticking things off the list and being as productive, in inverted commas, as I thought I could be. And productivity is not always about the amount of stuff that you get done. Sometimes productivity is about the quality of stuff that you get done. And I think for a really long time, that didn't really cross my mind. And I think I carried that identity forward with me into my business as well. You know, I was the doer. If you wanted me to come and train you, I was going to come and train you. If, you know, I need to do a social media post, believe me, I was going to do that social media post. You know, people for years, you know, other other trainers and stuff have said to me, God, you like you're always so on it with your social media. It's amazing. You know, you're you're always out there and you're always so consistent. And that is me. That is me down to a T. However, at times I was doing that at the expense of doing the stuff that was actually important, the stuff that was actually gonna push the need and grow my business and change my business and serve my clients better. And over the last couple of years, particularly, I have never thought of myself as creative. And literally until my mid-40s, I thought like that. And yet all of a sudden I'm like, no, actually, I do like being creative. I do like sitting here and creating things. It may not be in the traditional sense of, you know, creating art or, you know, that kind of thing, but it's about creating ideas and creating programs and creating things that people need. And, you know, now that I've realized that, I'm like, oh my God, I need to spend more time in that zone. That is so important that I do that. So what's your identity around being busy and productive? Are you just the doer? Is that what you identify as? A lot of women do, but what else is there to you that could actually be more productive, even though it's not in the traditional sense of productiveness? I think the next thing is talking about your hormones. Now, I've spoken about this in previous episodes, so I'm not going to go into it in a great deal of depth, but 
the fact is that while you are menstruating, so, you know, for those of you who are not perimenopausal, menopausal, who have a fairly regular cycle still, there are going to be times of the month when you're more focused. There are going to be times when you're more creative. There are going to be times when admin is right up your street. So use that as much as you can, because that is going to make you more productive. Because what we often do is we work against all hormones and we're trying to be, you know, very focused and productive when actually we need to be doing some more admin things, you know, things that don't take up a lot of brain power, for example. There are certain times of the month where that is going to be much more suitable for you. Now, I know that you can't always control that, right? In a job, you can't always control when you're going to be able to do those different things. And yes, I can control that a little bit more. But, you know, even so, I may have times. So I have times, for example, when I'm seeing clients quite a lot, the couple of days before my period. Now, the couple of days before my period, I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I just want to be at my desk, you know, doing a bit of admin tidying things up, you know, that's the space that I want to be in. But, you know, I've got my clients that I see every week. And so, of course, I'm going to spend some time with my clients. But believe me, it tires me out a lot more. And I'm less productive at other times because I'm seeing my clients at that point. And that's absolutely fine. You know, that is the way that life works. We can't always control it. But I would say that if you have any opportunities to just organize your month or your week to work with your hormones, that is definitely, definitely going to help you and help you to be more productive. So definitely have a think about that. Now, if like me, you are further on in the menstrual process, if that's even a way of talking about it, you may find that your hormones are all over the place. Mine are now. I don't know. I don't know where my period's coming. I think I'm on about day 29 at the moment. Last week, I was like, it's definitely coming because I feel really anxious and overwhelmed about stuff. And then actually it didn't come and now I feel fine again. So goodness knows, it could be another three weeks or it could be tomorrow. In that case, you are not going to be able to organize it so efficiently. However, you have an opportunity there to listen to yourself and to, you know, make the most of it when you're feeling right. I'm feeling really focused because quite often just after my period, I'll have a period of time where I'm going to feel very focused, very productive. And so that is the time to go, right, now I'm going to maybe I'll spend a bit extra time at my desk and I'll work through things and I'll push through because I am feeling in the mood for that. But there are other times when definitely I'm not. So use that as much as you can. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about, now this is the big one. This is the one where you're going to have resistance. This is the one where you're going to listen to me and you're going to be like, well, it's all very well for her and, you know, it's okay for her and this definitely will not work for me. And I do not believe for one minute that this is going to help me to be more productive. And that is exactly how I thought for a really, really, really long time. And honestly, it's only recently that I have started to implement this in my life and I'm like kicking myself for not doing it sooner and for not taking notice of this sooner because it flipping works and it's to take more time out. And that sounds totally counterintuitive, right? Because you think, well, the more time that I spend doing, the more I'm going to get done, surely. But the fact is that there's lots and lots of research out there that shows that the longer you work, the longer you spend at your desk, the more of the, you know, as the day goes on, you get less and less and less and less and less productive. And what we do is we stay there. We stay in it and we're like, no, I've got to work through it. I've got to keep going. I've got all these things to do. And we just work and work and work and work. And we don't take any time out. And we become less and less productive. Everything we're doing after the first sort of two or three hours is just not that effective at all. We think it is. It feels like it is, but it is not. 
And there's lots of research out there to back this up. And actually, I can't even remember what the book was. I was reading this book a little while ago about productivity. And it was talking a lot about, you know, people in history who, you know, we would see as geniuses, you know, authors and artists and, you know, scientists and people like that who have, you know, come up with amazing works or amazing scientific breakthroughs and things like this. And the one thing that this book was saying you know, without a shadow of doubt was that every single one of these people that they were talking about in this would take a lot of time out. They would maybe work for a few hours in the morning and then they would take two or three hours off in the afternoon and then maybe work again a little bit later on. And they were not working all the hours of the day and they were very intentional about the fact that they should not be doing all the time. They needed to take time away. One of the reasons for this is that when you're away from your desk and when you're away from the work and the doing, you can get more productive. And this is definitely something that I have found is that it's made me not more productive, sorry, more creative. And I've definitely found that the more time I allow myself out is when I get creative. Like a lot of my ideas for podcasts and social media posts do not come to me when I'm sitting at my desk thinking, right, now I've got to think about what podcast to do next. It doesn't. I have this big sort of notes folder in my phone where I put all my ideas. And the reason is because I'm usually out and about when an idea comes to me or I'm in the middle of doing the washing when an idea comes to me or a thought comes to me or I'm listening to another podcast when a thought comes to me. So the more time I spend out, the more creative I get. And that in turn allows you to be more productive. So, you know, some of the things that I will do. So, for example, this morning, so I'm recording this on a Monday dropped the kids off at school. I got back at about 25 to nine. And the first thing I did was go for a walk. Now, my brain was saying to me, you've got loads to do. You've got loads to do today. You've got that podcast episode to do and you've got to you know, finish off that program and you've got to schedule some of those emails and you've got this and this and this and this to do. And my brain was saying to me, you don't have time for that. Do not go for a walk. But I did. I forced myself. I worked against the resistance. <laughs> my brain telling me, sit and be productive. And I thought, no, going to go for a walk. I'll probably do a meditation a little bit later as well. And actually on Monday lunchtimes, I do a 30-minute live class with the members in my members club. So I'll do that as well. So that'll be a nice little, you know, even though it's work as such, it's a break for me. It's, it's doing something different. And those things mean that when you then get back to your desk, you can be more productive again. So, you know, going for a little walk before you start work or in the middle of the morning, doing little resets throughout the day where you kind of leave your desk and you come back again or you know, if you're at home and you're doing stuff at home, like do stuff for an hour and then have a little break. Things like meditation and, you know, just being very intentional about when you're working and when you're not and allowing yourself that time out during the day. Because I promise you, if you're trying to do something for three, four, five, six hours in a row, by hour six, you're not getting a lot achieved. And ironically, if you actually took a half hour break in the middle of the day to go for a walk or to do a workout or something like that, when you come back, you're going to get a lot more done in your day. So I think about that because honestly, the less that I have pushed myself to do, the more I've got done because I'm not constantly tense and overwhelmed and going around in circles. And like I say, that is not to say that, you know, I don't still get the resistance when I tell myself, no, you are actually going to step away from your desk now. And actually, that's one of the things that I've done more of is when I feel very overwhelmed by stuff, I walk away. I used to go, right, that's it. I'm going to make, remake this list and I'm going to go through it and I'm going to get everything done and I'm going to tick all of these things off and that'll make me feel better. It never made me feel better and I wasn't very productive with it. So what I do now is I walk away and I say, right, I'm going to come back when I'm feeling better and more relaxed because you're going to get more done when you're feeling relaxed. 
And just to finish that one off, so I don't know if you saw about this, but there's been this recent trial of a four-day week. So lots and lots of companies have signed up to this four-day week. So what they do is everybody works for four days. They get the same pay. You know, they're still considered to be full-time employees, so they get the same pay, but they only work four days a week. And it's very, very telling that of all the companies that decided to do this, 90% of them are keeping it. 90%. That is how, you know, successful that experiment was of allowing people to have, you know, one extra weekend day or day off during the week. I think for some people it was maybe a Wednesday they had off or whatever. 90% of them are keeping it. And the reason they're keeping it is because having more time out was meaning that their employees were more engaged and they were more productive and they were more relaxed and there was less burnout. And that, you know, for 90% of companies to keep that, that says quite a lot about how important it is and how beneficial it can be to actually take some time out. So start thinking about that. Start thinking about ways that you could do that in your life. I think just quickly to say here as well is stop saying yes to everything and everyone, okay? You are not in existence just to do stuff for other people. And that, by the way, includes your kids and your other half. You know, I'm still working on this, by the way, with my kids, but, you know, I have talked to them about this. You know, they need to take up more of the slack. They need to do more stuff around the house. They need to cook. They need to empty the dishwasher. They need to, you know, put their washing in the washing basket rather than next to the washing basket. You know, all of those kind of things. They need to actually help. You know, my kids are 10 and 13 now. They're perfectly old enough to help. And, you know, there comes a point for all of us where we have spent years and years and years doing stuff for other people, but eventually, this flips into it becoming our job to actually prepare them for life as an independent human being. And that for me is really important. I don't want my kids leaving home, not able to cook stuff properly for themselves or not knowing how to load a washing machine or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's my job now to prepare them for life. So they may hate having to do jobs and chores around the house, but actually I'm doing them a favor because I'm prepping them for what's to come, you know, obviously in several years time, but, you know, it's important that we do that. So just stop doing everything for everybody. So that's not necessarily about being more productive, but it's, it is about giving yourself a bit more time. And I just wanted to pop that one in there because I think that's very, very important. So just a couple of more practical things, I suppose, to think about. So these are a couple of things that I do and that I found have really, really helped me. So number one is to choose three things that I need to achieve in a day. And you're going to look at that and you're going to go, there's no way I've got 10 things that I need to do today. What's she talking about? I can't just choose three. But what that does when you choose just three things is number one, it gets you mega focused on the things that are important and it makes you consider what's important rather than just, you know, scattergun approach, 10 things need doing. You're going, right, I'm very intentionally going to look through this and go, right, what actually needs doing today? What do I need to achieve? What's important for me to achieve? So it gets you very intentional in what you're going to do. The second thing is it gives you that real sense of completion. So when you get those three things done, you feel pretty damn good about it. And the other thing is it doesn't mean you can't do the other things. It just means that you choose three things that you're going to prioritize for yourself in that day. And that has really, really worked a treat for me. The other thing that has worked well for me is setting myself a time limit on stuff. So for example, if I'm going to do some stuff around the house, you know, I'm like, right, I'm going to tidy some stuff up. I'm going to, you know, do some washing. I'll do this and that and the other. Maybe I'll set myself a timer for an hour and I'll say, I'm just going to do an hour. And then after the hour, whether it's done or not, I'm going to stop. And that's helped as well, because I think that what I've, like I say, said earlier, what often happens is we start one thing and we get distracted by 50 million other things that need doing around the house. And before we know it, three hours have gone by. We've just been doing stuff around the house and we haven't actually achieved anything of importance. And we're, then we're like, oh, now I don't have time to exercise, damn it. Rather than going, right, I'm going to do that for an hour and then I go and exercise. And then, yeah, if I've got time afterwards, come back, finish off, great. But set yourself a time limit as well. 
And I think the final practical thing there is blocking a bit of time out in your diary each week. So, you know, I think particularly when you're, you know, working, when you're in the office and things like that, you can get really easily distracted by other people and other people's needs and phone calls and meetings, all that kind of stuff. Start very intentionally putting a couple of two-hour blocks in your diary each week, for example, where you are not taking any meetings, you're not talking to people, you are focused. Get the old headphones in, get some relaxing music on and tell yourself you're going to really focus for a couple of hours on something that is important, not on the admin, but something big and important, like a big project you need to get done without being disturbed. You know, way too many of us allow ourselves to be disturbed by other people's priorities. And actually, we need to make sure that we're spending more time in our own priorities and in our zone of genius as well. Like I was saying earlier, actually sitting down and doing the stuff that you love and you can get into flow with is really, really important as well. So there you have it. And like I say, the point of getting more productive isn't so that you can do more and more and more and more stuff each day. That is not what this is about. This is not about ticking off a massive to-do list all the time. This is actually about you doing more of the important stuff, more of the stuff that's going to move the needle in your life and in your work and in your career. And it's actually so that you can spend more time doing the things that you would love to do for yourself. So whether that's cooking more, more time to exercise, more time to go out for walks or do gardening, more time for a hobby or a side hustle. You know, we don't often find time for these things. But when you can get a bit more productive day to day, and when you can open yourself up to the idea that actually the to-do list will never end, you can definitely get more done. And we're all very buried in the minutiae of everyday life. You know, we're heads down, tick off the list, and it never ends. And we tell ourselves we'll get around to doing the stuff that we love when it's all done. But the truth is that when we prioritize the stuff that we love more, it can have such an amazing effect on our productivity. When I exercise more, when I put more time in my diary for exercise, I get more done outside of that, definitely. And we think that we can only do it when we've been productive. But the truth is, you're going to make yourself more productive when you do do exercise and when you do spend some time prepping your meals and when you do spend some time doing meditation, having time out, right? And, you know, that is the stuff that is going to be much more important to our life satisfaction and our happiness. So when you're thinking about productivity, that's the way I want you to think about it. How can I make changes to my life to do more of the things that I want to do and that I love to do and which are going to serve me and make me feel good rather than how can I just get more shit done? Okay, so I'm going to leave you with that. It was a bit of a long episode today, sorry, but I think that this deserved a little bit of time spent on it because it is such a huge topic, something we all get very sort of caught up in and that I know that we struggle with because I've struggled with it and a lot of clients have struggled with it. So I really want to just spend a bit of time on that. So I'm going to leave that with you. Don't forget about the 28-day Fit Sprint that's happening inside the Members Club from late April. Just head over to chickfit.co.uk forward slash members club to join us and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And of course, I would love it if you could share this with a friend or three who you think would really benefit from listening to this episode. But for now, I'm going to love you and leave you and see you next time. And thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.